Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razaban if IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me this afternoon on Zoom, my man, heavyweight contender, Mr. Fabio Wardley. Fabio, firstly, I know it's the 20th of January, but happy new year. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not bad to say it late, but it's the first time we've spoken in 2021. Better late than never, mate. Better late than never. But yeah, happy new year to you. Happy new year. It's good. How's things been for you? All all right? Every, everything's well. I hit with a bit of COVID uh, around Christmas time. So it took me about two to three weeks to recover, but I'm fit. And yeah. Now. So um, we spoke a number of times last year. Um, we were, are or were in different scenarios. Scenarios we haven't experienced before. Lockdown, fighting behind closed doors. And everyone thought anti-Josh was fighting, a thousand people in attendance. Yes, positive vibes that things can only get better in 2021. And it seemed like 2021 has started off in the, the worst possible shape. But how have you kind of taken everything? Because I know obviously yourself, you've been training hard um, and trying to get fight. You know, you're, you're young, you, you want to fight three, four times a year. But how have you kind of taken the year so far? As, as best you can, really. You just kind of have to... As cliche as it says, you just kind of have to roll with the punches. You just have to take what it is day by day. It's it's difficult to plan too far ahead or to get too far into what's coming next or what you can do next. You kind of just have to wake up every morning, deal with what's immediately in front of you, the immediate problems you face, and and, and work from those. And hopefully, when you lay your head down at night again, you've you've ticked off most of those boxes. I think that's the best mentality to go through with all of this right now is just do your day-to-day jobs, get them ticked off, and then tomorrow's a new day. You obviously fought twice uh, back end of last year, obviously on the Dylan White undercard, and then I think it was, is it October, maybe, or November you fought? Uh, November. November. Ben um, And we were just speaking off camera there for a moment about the difference. When you fought in fight camp in, in August, it was outdoors. When you fought in Wembley, it was indoors. And you, you were saying to me off camera there that, the vibe felt different when you were indoors. It seemed more quiet. There wasn't really mm. an atmosphere. And you notice it more as a fighter. So obviously March 6th isn't too far away. It looks like it's going to be indoors because the weather's not great in March. Yeah. So how do you mentally pre- prep yourself for this? Or has that experience in November helped you? 
Yeah, November's November's definitely helped because I've done it once already now. So at least I know what to expect. With it being, don't get me wrong, fight camp was good. And it was still a little bit kind of weird because that was the first, first time ever doing anything like that. So I've that was a bit strange, but it was okay. Um, and then when we went to Wembley, again, I was a bit more used to it because I'd done it already. But that one just felt a lot more kind of eerie and you really missed the effect of the fans and just the feeling of the fans or just anyone in general being in there. Like, all the only people are there are the people that are at the show, other trainers, other boxers and stuff, seated kind of spread around the place. And and no one's jumping up and cheering and screaming for you. Everyone's taking their time to just watch and, and taking the boxing, really. So it just, it does really take away from from how much that, that really affects the moment. Like, Matchroom and stuff are done great jobs of doing their best to replace the atmosphere in whatever way they can. But I think the fans and, and themselves and that kind of them special bond that fighters and things have with them is just irreplaceable. Eddie has always said that if you're going to fight during this pandemic where finances are limited, you need to be in proper fights, proper 50-50 fights. He, he doesn't have the availability right now to give, especially those with five, six, seven fights, to have those warm-up fights, those learning fights, if you want to fight, there have to be real fights. Mm. You're 10-0. You're stepping in there with somebody who's been in there with the very best in Eric Molina. Are you glad you've got someone in the capacity of Eric Molina? Yeah, over the moon. I'm buzzing for it. I'm buzzing. Like Those, those are the type of fights I want. Even, even before all of this, even before the pandemic and with Eddie saying what he was saying, we was... I come like I'm I'm managed by Dill. Like there's no way he's gonna one even let me bother with someone I'm just gonna knock over in a round or two that, that that's gonna be easy for me to get for even before all of this, he was he won't he literally will straight up not let if I give him a name, not that I ever have, but if I gave him a name that was like weak or that was of no no real benefit to me, he'd just straight up say, No, I'm not doing it. Like, well, that's not gonna not gonna benefit you. So I'm more than happy to to go through the fire and, and, and prove my worth. And I'm I'm buzzing for Melina because it's a real test, a real, a real genuine test. And I'm looking forward to on the night being able to prove that I can I can mix it with those kind of levels. We we've seen Eric in the UK, uh, uh where he fought Anthony Joshua a couple of years ago. He's fought Deontay Wilder, Dominic Brazil, Hergovic. Uh, yes, he lost most majority of those fights, but he's been in there, he's a veteran, he's very experienced. He knows how to move around the ring. So is this only going to make you a better fighter fighting the likes of Eric Molina? Yeah, of course. There's no real downside to this. Like, don't get me wrong. Eric's not in the prime of his career. He's not at his peak. He's, he's lost a few fights, but he's only ever lost to elite level opponents and top, top guys. He's never lost to a lower level guy. Someone like me, someone who's up and coming or anything like that. He's never, he's, he's never lost to anyone like that. So, um, I'm here to prove a point and and that's what I plan to do and I'm, I'm looking forward to that challenge I really am I'm, I'm buzzing to get some more time in the ring to go a few rounds to get in there with someone who's who's been there seen and done it all so that when the lights shine on their face and the cameras go he's not going to shy away at all he's, he's comfortable in that situation I saw uh, a post on Eric Molina's Instagram account I think it was between yourselves where you've had some conversations and he basically wished you best of luck. He's, he's, I've met him a few times, a very nice guy, but he said, listen, I'm going to be on my A game for this fight. Yeah, he um, I, I, he tagged me in something or other and I just replied to the tag saying, look, 
have a good camp, stay, stay blessed, stay healthy and, and see you in March in, in all respect. And, and he replied saying, thank you. Like you too, stay well, stay healthy. We'll, we'll see you in March. He said, look, this is, this is do or die for me. I'm, I'm training, I'm bringing everything and you're going to get the best of me, best of me in, in March. So, and I said, look, I'm, I'm loving that. I look forward to it and see you then. So there's no, there's no animosity. It's, it's cool. It's just pure respect. And that's, that's how I feel without it. If it needs to be there, it doesn't. But when, in real boxing, I think that's how it should be. You should you should honour the sport of boxing and respect your opponent. Where does the victory take you? Um, obviously steps further, but not too crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'll beat Eric Molina and I'm not going then to start calling out Joshua, Osik, Fury, whatever else. I'm, I'm still building, I'm still learning, but I'm just not. I just have no interest in building in those easy nothing fights. I want to build through in those hard, difficult fights, tough opponents who who are going to give me real experience as opposed to just knocking over a few tomato cans, like Dill says, in, in a round or two and getting my hand raised and thinking I'm the big I am. I'd rather go through something real, something genuine, to have that real experience. That's just always going to benefit me later in life. Like I say, there's no downsides to having a, having a tough fight, really. When we spoke, uh, I think it was in October, um, there was talks about you and Lucas Brown. It fell through. And then Dill's come on camera as well. You've spoken to me about it, about he was, his, his demands and his request about coming to the UK, etc. But was that fight, did you ever revisit that fight for March? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It was, it was such a... Sh- Again, this is why it was so annoying and such a strange turn of events. And to be honest, after November, me and Dill spoke about it and he said, look, let's not do this again because he's just going to waste your time. And to be fair to me, uh, or to be fair to him, he was right. But I was the one pushing saying, now nah, let's like, it'll be a good fight. If I can get it, if we can do it, it will be good. Let's do it kind of thing. Let's push for it. Um, so we were going back and forth on that a bit. And then in the middle of, um, in the middle of December, I get some Instagram DMs from Lucas Brown saying, I'm ready. I want it. Let's go. Let's get the fight made. Get me the contract sent over, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. Like, we'll, we'll get everything set up. And, and like, again, time goes by and he was crying and moaning about this and about that. And it, it got to a point where we were just like, it's not, I'm not doing this with you again, basically. I'm not, I'm not getting to a week before, two weeks before the fight for you to drop out, leave me hanging, and then, and then I'm left with nothing. I'm not doing that. So we gave him a, a set point, a set date to say, look, this is... T's and C's, this is everything. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. Like, decide, basically. Um, I just don't think he came back or he did a bit late and we were, we had already moved on by then. I'm just not, I'm not entertaining it anymore. Like, he, he, like Dill said in his interview, he has a view of himself of he's still somehow elite level. He's still top there to be making all these demands and he, he hasn't done nothing but, but lose to Dave Allen ever since. Like, what's, what have you done since that? Nothing. So how are you still up there? I don't get it. But, yeah, it just, it, it got to the point where it was more hassle than his wife, so we just sacked it off. And and to be honest, Eric Molina's a better opponent, more credible, better reputation, and a tougher fight as well. You're on the undercard for the rematch, Dylan White and Povetkin. We knew after the, the first fight that happened in, in back end of August, where Dylan turned around and said to Eddie, make the rematch. The rematch was made quite quickly uh, towards the latter part of November. Now, a lot of people were questioning that, that it was very too soon to jump straight back in there. Do you feel like these delays that have happened with Povetkin being struck with COVID, not in training, and now the fight taking place around seven months after the first fight, 
can only benefit Dill. Yeah, again, with that, there's there's only benefits from it, really, because obviously Povetkin's in his kind of twilight years, he's at the back end, so more time on the clock is not going to be ideal for him. And then more rest to recover and more time to train and, and develop and get better for Dill is obviously always going to be is going to be more more fortunate for him. So this, I don't see any negatives from it at all. It's, it's nothing but nothing but positives. Although I know Dill would have liked to got it done and dusted as quickly as possible and move on and, and move forward. But it's just the way it goes sometimes. You just kind of have to take it for what it is and just move with, with what's in front of you. I know you're not training with Dill, but I know you speak to him often. How is he feeling physically, mentally? Is he, is he in uh, tip-top shape? Is he thinking positive? Because... There's a lot of pressure on this fight, you know. If if the worst case scenario took place again, then people will question where Dylan White lies in the heavyweight division. So, how is his focus in this fight? It's the same. It's the same. He's always laser focused. There's no change. Whether it's off off the back of a loss or off the back of a biggest win, he's he's only looking at he's only looking at Povetkin, who's in front of him, and he's he's just focused on that task at hand. He's in he's in good he's in a real good place. He's been training ever since. I think after that fight, he he was here for maybe a week, week and a half, and then went straight back to Portugal, was training and just kept on his game. And at no point has he really switched off. He's just kept ticking over, kept everything, all the motor nice and running, everything good, and he'll kick it up in gears when he needs to, and and he'll come through on the night. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Deal wins. Against Povetkin? Oh, yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%. Like I say, he was, in, he was in complete control of the first fight. It was just, I'm not going to take away from Povetkin and call it a lucky punch because I don't think that's fair to him. But it was it was a shot that kind of came out of nowhere where we was all, at that point, kind of relaxed and rested back in our seats going, yeah, this is finishing up now by dealing a round or two, whatever. And then that, that comes out of nowhere. So it's just, that's just the way the game goes sometimes. You've seen it with the likes of, with Fury when Wilder can just drop him in a flash, albeit he got up. And the same with Joshua. He just got dropped out of nowhere. Like, it can just come. It's just the way it is. It's just the game we're in. I thought I'll end on this because uh, last time when, when Eddie had fight camp, it was all in one place, the matchroom headquarters. Then they moved to the Wembley, the manpower residency that they had in Wembley Arena, which was almost back-to-back weeks. He's announced five shows which start... Uh, I believe from the 13th of February with Josh Warrington, uh, etc. Um, I know there's a quote that Dill said, and Eddie said that they're looking at potentially taking this fight and this card abroad. Um, how do you feel about that? And, and is there a latest update? Uh, yeah, I know something he's spoken about. It, they're just looking at options for it, really. Just, I think they're just kind of just seeing of, of everything available because obviously with with the stuff that's been going on with like the the boxing ban, whatever you want to call it, for January and things like that. I think they're just making sure all doors are open and all possibilities are still available. And and like me, Dill is missing the fans. Everyone is. We're all, all boxers are missing just having some atmosphere there. The only one that's been recent and we've been fortunate to see was obviously Joshua. And it, like, I, like you said when we were talking before, that there was only about a thousand people in there, but it felt like 10,000 just because we'd missed all of that noise so much. And obviously if we go abroad of it, it'll probably be difficult or there'll be, there'll be little kind of UK fans there, but I just think some support in the building, some noise in the building is always better than none. All right, uh, Fabio, wish you continued uh, success, obviously in your training camp. I keep working hard. I know you do. I see it on your post. Um, <laughs> stay well, stay healthy during these crazy times as well. We know this 
Hungarian is quite strong. So um, yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll catch up for finally face to face uh fight week because i'll be there definitely hey definitely bro <laughs> definitely i'll catch you there fabio wally ifl tv thank you very much all right thanks for listening to the ifl tv podcast sponsored by william hill in association with lonsdale mtk global sports social podcast network